everyone. Hi. Hello. It's time for the show. It's time. Jeff, what time is it? It's uh, 2.17 in the p.m., Ooh. meaning it's 3 a.m. Somewhere. Everywhere that matters. Where is it? I think we established like it was like Bora Bora or something is where yeah, it's probably. 3 a.m. when we know. do this show. Yeah. Uh, but the show goes up at 3 a.m. Them 3 a.m. boys back at it again. Back at it. Uh, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, should should probably stop, won't uh, stop. Will not stop. Have been asked politely to stop. Uh, but sadly, there is no end in sight. Uh, we're here to take your questions and do stuff and uh, and all that sort of business. Okay, there I am. I sorry, I was like the the stream was just black the whole time over here. I was very confused, but I, I was on that was a problem on my end. We're here. We're here. We're family. Jeff, get used to it. Uh, I'm telling you this. Okay, and I'm it's telling everyone else. Oh, this. okay, all right. Not a secret. No, you, I mean you get to hear it first because the stream's on a delay, but um. We were just doing the giant bombcast. You might have heard of it. No. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, sure. Go, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, and somebody wrote in with a very... Somebody wrote in saying that they had the best Minecraft parody of all time. Yes. Uh, which is a topic I know you're passionate about. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm extremely passionate about uh, Minecraft parodies. So I don't think we're going to listen to this whole thing because it's four minutes long mm-hmm. and it already has 11 million views. Okay, yeah. So it's been around. It's been around, but uh, let's just... Ender dragon in my direction. (laughs) Many XP is such a blessing, yeah. Use all the XP to enchant my armor, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Enchant your armor. Try to sleep on the darkest day, but the mobs are in the way. Gotta kill them so I can go to bed. This armor's really comfy when I put it on. Change it to peaceful so I'm not killed when I spawn. Yeah, I see seems a village like a that is near the only sounds I want to hear. Are the villagers when I trade oh, them some gear. Smell, oh shit. Smell the iron so I can get some metal. Make an iron pickaxe to mine the rare ores. You know that I gotta mine all these diamonds. Oh yeah, yeah. Need a lot of food on this hard adventure. Should I, I feel like the recording is too professional. The layered Maybe vocals, like it, it's got, uh, it's got too much. Minecraft Cito, where you need yeah, to it's too good. Yeah, it, it, it's the main so problem so is that it, it's, it's too good. Like the lyrics match up with my actual Minecraft things. It's edited well. I want you to search. Are you looking on YouTube? Or how are you finding this? Yeah. Okay. I want you to find a video called Minecraft Parody of Pumped Up Kicks. I want you to hear a real Minecraft parody that checks every box. All the other players? Yeah. Minecraft yeah. Parody of Pumped that's, Up Kicks? That's probably it. All right. This is good. This is an MS Paint picture. Alright guys, I'm back here with another Minecraft parody. I'm gonna close my door. Uh, so, uh, it's going to be uh, Pumped Up Kicks. I had this song requested just like Africa, and I think it's a good song. I yeah. don't know what it means, but I just, I like it. And, uh, yeah. He doesn't know what it means, but he likes it. I have got good aim. Okay. Uh huh. I will steal all your diamond swords and to my plan. I have 64 arrows in my inventory. That's a lot. I'm a good player. It's <laughs> a good player. <laughs> yeah, I found an enchanted bow in my ender chest. Oh, shit. That's right. Arrows. Like when rappers talk I'm about their guns. Mm-hmm. Gold, and I'm coming for Just you. Just like pumped up kicks. All the other players with the diamond swords, you better sprint, better jump, and you won't escape. All the other players with the iron or gold, you better jump. I'm just gonna turn this down. Okay, all right. Just yell into a webcam microphone. <laughs> Literally, like, 
not peaking. What's what's peaking called when just the entire just, uh, it's just red line. The whole red. thing is just red. Yeah, yeah just the entire thing. <laughs> and uh, he's got a full album uh, on Spotify. Oh man, that I mean, all sounds like that. This song ha- or this video has three point two million views. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Minecraft awesome parodies is the YouTube <laughs> channel name. Yeah. Uh, and that's M Cap Steve on Spotify. He's got a Bandcamp as well. He's grown up a little bit since then. Uh, uh, so, Drake and Josh theme. Uh, oh. The one that's a parody. The, the Minecraft parody of Africa is also quality. Um, but we could honestly. <laughs> I mean, we could spend this whole show listening to if, these. If you really want, incredible. You know, so, so here, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever heard the actual song Despacito. The original, like, popular recording. I think I've only heard it through fucking awful parodies and remixes and everything else. That was like me with the the Frozen song. I I actually had never heard Let It Go for years until after it came. Despacito. It's a pretty good song. It seems like it'd be okay. Oh, it's in that Fast and Furious. Okay. Then I guess I technically must have heard it then. I think it's uh, in... Oh, I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, it was like the most popular song in the world. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't in Fast and Furious. Hmm. Oh yeah, it was in eight. Okay. Then I guess I technically have heard it. I just, I, yeah, no idea. No idea. Other than all the other, because ver- because that song was everywhere, but it was everyone doing their own awful fucking take on it. And so I just encountered a bunch of those. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I think it may have Despacito I, two blossomed, and once it, once Despacito two became a meme, there was no turning back. I think it may have soured me on ever hearing the original song. It's not in Fast and Furious. I was just watching a montage. There was like a million montages of it set to uh, Fast and Furious clips set to that song. Is that apparently. do people make FMVs, Fast and Furious music videos? Oh yeah. Oh, Does that exist? Is there, are there people just like let making like this, let me just do it on this computer. like montages, like an AMV, but with the with more Paul Walker or what? Are we? Fast and Furious AMV. Oh, we got we own it. Donza Kaduro custom Eminem until I collapse. Okay. Uh, Tokyo Drift AMV doesn't say what song. Ryan Wait, Dirty. hang on. You can, what's a, what's a Tokyo Drift AMV? Because the A stands for something very specific. And don't get me wrong. If you wanted to make an Animatrix-style compilation of animated Fast and the Furious universe uh, shorts. Okay. All right. Uh, It's just a clip. It's... God. Oh, I I mentioned that we had watched uh, Tokyo Drift recently. Yeah. That, That main... Guy looks like he's fucking 35. He's supposed to be like a 16-year-old high school student. I, I think he plays... Lucas Black, I think, is that, I think he plays it off. Mm. Not as a high school student, you're right. But Oh, he, he's 36 now. Yeah. So, okay, he just looks old. He's just got one of those faces. Yeah, he's, he looks like... He looks grizzled. He looks like he's been through some shit. Sure. Uh... Wow, he's on the American Gothic. It's fine CBS property. It's NCIS New Orleans. Okay. He's a friend of the family. Great. We should get him in here. Great. We should get we, him in here. We should get him in here. Talk to him about Be like, Minecraft hey, parodies. You were, you were in a cameo in Furious 7. Why haven't they brought you back? What's up with that? What do we, you know? I mean, we, like, Paul Walker's not with us anymore. Look. He didn't, he doesn't replace. I mean, what if they need to drift? If they need to drift, they know who to call. Bow wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're ostensibly here to answer questions uh, from you, the listener. Uh, if you're here with us live right now, there's a couple of ways to get in touch with us. There's an ask a question button at the top of the chat. And we also have a Discord information on how to contact us via Discord. We have a Discord account. We don't have a, we don't have a Discord. There's no official Giant Bomb Discord. If anyone tells you, if anyone tries to sell you access to a Giant Bomb, uh, we, we have information how to get at us that way, and uh, you know we can we can get you on the line and and chop it up about your favorite Minecraft parodies. And uh, we also have a voicemail line. 
707, you know the number. Exit flu. Exit flu. You can give us a call and leave uh, a voicemail on our Google voice number. We love to hear from you in the late night hours when you are at your finest. That's right. Uh, do we want to hear one of those voicemails right now? Lay it on me. Okay. Let's hear one of those voicemails as soon as Google complies. Hey there, 3AM boys. I um, I just watched the episode of Game Tapes with uh, the fake newscast on Seaman. And I was wondering, do you guys think that AI has advanced enough to um, to actually execute on the original concepts of Seaman? Um, I think it's gotten to a point now where you can kind of just carry a conversation with AI. So potentially, Seaman 3 could be the next biggest game of the century. Maybe it'll be on Sig or something. I don't know. Thanks, guys. No. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't I mean, you know, like, sure. Yeah, you can hold like, conversations with AI. and Like, machine yeah. learning is improving at such a rate that I'd be really interested to see what a video game with, like, legit AI looks like, you know? Like, a, right. a video, like... I mean, it could be. It could have so many applications to video games. Think about like, uh, like a division. T- think about like a cover shooter or something. And you, you, the enemy is always taking feedback on how players like play, and then it's getting smarter and learning how to like counter it and stuff like that. But just straight up talking to like people are just going to talk to Alexa and like make a joke right. to Siri, and yeah. that's kind of what the novelty of Seaman was in my right. That was always kind of the thing. It was like, and, and I think actually because uh, voice assistants and that sort of stuff have become more ubiquitous, that actually like the whole Seaman conceit kind of falls apart at some point because it was the idea of just like, man, I can talk to this thing and it talks back, <laughs> but that's everywhere now. Yeah. So the idea that it just got better at that. All you're going to see is that uncanny valley of just like, well, it didn't know how to respond to this. Um, machine learning is one of those dangerous things or just like all the kind of AI stuff that we're, we're seeing coming down the pipe. Because I think like the application of it, you have to find a way to still make those games fun. Like you're right. Like you could have a cover shooter where, you know, the enemies are constantly getting feedback from players and, and getting better at cutting off, you know, the player strategies and stuff like that. But if you just turn that loose, that's not a fun video game anymore. Right. Uh, because it just gets too good. The AI just hits its shots and that's it. So it becomes that balance of all AI of just like, okay, well, we have to we have to code in some fucked up shit here so it's not too good. It's not unfun to play against, all that sort of stuff. Um like with the Dota, um, or was it was it StarCraft? Like when they were like, "Hey, we we are we built a robot that can play." Oh yeah, the the OpenAI Dota yeah thing uh, that can play this way better. And then it didn't players eventually figure out like, "Oh well, it doesn't know about this." So yeah, we there figured was out some, this one strategy that fucked it over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And since it's not actively learning while it's being deployed like that, it uh you know is susceptible to it. So you end up with that situation where like unless you're constantly updating that algorithm. And all of those decisions and stuff like, you know, people just find an exploit and that becomes the only way for them to get through eventually. And, that, and that's not fun. Um, so you, you have to kind of balance that stuff and, and, and take it very, very slowly and very carefully. But I, I would like to see a game where like, you know, it would, be, it would be neat to see enemies just kind of change tactics over time. You know, in in a live game where you're meant yeah. to be coming back to it and stuff, where it's like, oh, you know, I'm running this encounter again, but like actually, it, it is really different because they've updated its tool set. They've they've changed some of the stuff it can do and is capable. Or like of. certain days, it's like, the, yeah, yeah, like oh, it's you know, this stronghold is now filled with a bunch of shotgun guys, and they're going to play right. differently. Or it'd be neat if like you could even work that into the game. Like, let's say you've got a live game where you're like, oh, well, we do. Um, there's shifts. The enemy the enemy guards work in shifts, and if you catch them at shift change, you might or or hey, on Thursdays that's when the weakest crew is in there. Yeah. Or you know that like, you know, you could even build it like, oh, you raid the personnel files and and learn that like, oh, this guy with this beard is a terrible shot and he works the tower on Tuesday nights. So the we're all going to log in on Tuesday night and take this fucking thing over. 
because we know that the guy that's the bad shot the is on the tower. Shitty beard guys yeah, there. Yeah, shitty beard guys there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff you could do like that, I guess. But uh, it's the sort of thing, you know, if we're going to offload more and more stuff, uh, more and more computing power to remote servers via the cloud. Uh, God, I I can't wait for this stuff to just kind of be over and like and, and everywhere to where we stop talking about the cloud. Yeah. But I mean, what do you say then? Server. You're hitting a server. Where's that server? The cl- is, it oh. in, is, it, is it on site? It's in a data center. It's a remote server. Okay. Yeah, remote server. Uh, but that sounds more, more boring than the cloud. But it's true. <laughs> What's the cloud even mean? It means a server somewhere. It means it's all around. That's us, why the services man. that are just like, create your own personal cloud. It's like, no, you want me to open up ports on my machine at home the to cl- access my own hard drive. That's not a cloud. And I do that now. And I have done it for years. But think about this. The cloud is everywhere. Clouds are ephemeral, but they exist. Clouds you can reach into and touch, but you can't hold. And don't you want that to be like your data? No, I want to be able to hold my data if I need it remotely. I want to be able to get at it and do whatever I need to do with it. Hmm. Sounds like you're not ready for the cloud. I guess not. I guess not. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's the... As we keep talking about the cloud as if it's magic and not a rack somewhere. Like, that's that's just maddening. But we're another few years away from from that transition i'm guessing um let's see here what do i got we got some uh some questions coming in from the chat here uh <sighs> it's not so much del rue of detroit says i am smoking a strain of weed called duke nukem out of a pipe shaped like an ivy sore <laughs> Where else would you like to see this crossover? Where do you want to in see my a, house. A Duke Nukem Ivysaur crossover? Uh, I mean, I'd like to see Duke Nukem in the Pokemon world, and it might go a little something like this. Uh, I'm, uh, I came here to kick ass and eat rare candies, and I'm all out of rare candies. Pikachu! Wow, it's like I was there. <laughs> Check out collegehumor.com for the rest of the skit. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's see. Two days after installing it, says uh, Processor, uh, I realized my new CPU cooler was installed the wrong way around. What's the worst you've ever screwed up building something? Hmm. I've broken pins off of stuff trying to install chips or to take chips out and fix stuff. Like I, I've just, I've broken shit beyond repair. I had a, a short somewhere in my home that was shorted out a motherboard. And then I bought a new motherboard. And as I was installing that, I f- short, I fucked that up too and fried it and then had to get another motherboard and then finally got one that was right. Uh, three Oct has a question here. Does Ben belong in prison for that Duke Nukem impersonation? I, was, I think prison is strong. I've got, I've, I've got balls of steel, Governor. Oh, Duke Nukem. I didn't realize Crikey. you were here. Duke, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I've been down taking a wicked pissa over at the titty bar, mate. Wow, Duke, that's uh, pretty cool. Chun 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 I didn't real Duke. That's. Gosh. I, I gotta go. Okay, have a, My home planet needs me. That's, I don't think that's a Duke Nukem. Well, I guess Duke Nukem's always taking stuff from, from better These alien bastards are gonna kick my own ass. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cogbert says, with it being a Forza Motorsport year, do you think they will actually have one this year or wait until next year to be a launch title on the next Xbox? With Horizon 4 basically being a live game, I could see them skipping releasing a new game this year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I bet we're not going to see too many new announcements for the Xbox One from here on out. Uh, yeah. that, that seems like we're gonna the, the, we're gonna start to hear more and more about what they've got next. Uh, and 
and yeah, so I I I, I tend to think that yeah, I, I I would not be shocked if the next Forza Motorsport ends up being a launch game for the next hardware. That seems like uh, you know you you would want that team, you would want Turn Ten pounding away on that tech uh, and and coming up with something you know special. Um, so I, I would probably I would consider taking a year off, do another round of DLC for Horizon or, or something like that if that makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I I could see that. You know, but maybe we maybe there's still there was that Fable rumor last year, so it seems like that you know maybe you end up seeing Fable still on Xbox One. But I, I who knows at this point? I I, I feel like. Uh, it kind of depends on how willing they are to walk away from the Xbox One with uh, with the games they have currently announced versus you know having a couple more before they make that transition. And backwards compatibility kind of messes that up and makes it a, a, a weird situation too. So you know we we kind of see it. Uh, Three Oct here says, "Let me rephrase that question into a statement." Ben belongs in prison. The only backwards I'm the only uh, back I'm compatible with is. The back of a broad. Yep. I'm going to make the beast with three backs. That's, I don't, no, that's, I don't know. Just, that's not good. That's no, bad. It's bad. It's my, very my, bad. My, my throat hurts. No, it's, it's not I've at all a, close to the sorry, real one. It's, you gotta, it's more of like a... We do all these hours of talking, uh, and by the time I get to the after show, sometimes my throat is... Yeah, no. You up, really want to... So. Like, what's something Duke, uh, Duke would say? Um... I'm never going to give you the secret beans recipe. Hmm. I thought he was going to say, I'm never going to give you up or let you go. That seems, it just seems like something, I don't know. Like a very, he's a very funny, he's a jokester. He's really funny. Duke Nukem. He's like, I don't know if you know him. He's as good at shooting as he is at jokes. And that's what makes him really an interesting character. That's why he's going to last forever. Yeah. Uh, Slane McAwesome says, I've been playing a lot of Sims 4 and I am enjoying it. What the fuck is wrong with me? The Sims rules. Nothing. Sims, they're, the Sims games have been fantastic. Like, they're not necessarily for me yeah. these days. I, I, you know, I, but I had my time with The Sims. I feel like everyone needs to. Honestly, I feel like The Sims might be one of... Uh, Sims, like, if, if you're making a video game Mount Rushmore... Yeah. I wouldn't get mad at you for saying the Sims belong on there. Like it's just been such a constant for so many years. Like Sim, you know, I, I remember was it four or five that launched and people were really mad about like four is the most recent one. So, so when yeah. four, I remember when four launched, people were mad about how it wasn't didn't have all the features that three eventually had. But other than that, like I've got friends who have been playing the Sims for twenty years and they fucking love the Sims and that's just what they do. They play the Sims. Like it's it. A lot of people in the industry don't talk or think about it a lot just because it's it's the sims it's right it's been it has been about the doing sims, it but sim, the sims is good yeah uh, i don't i don't i take no issue with with the sims so yeah if you're if you're digging the sims like hey a lot of people do millions of people yeah can't be wrong well i'm not gonna go that far actually <laughs> ah. uh but in this case sims 4 is probably fine especially this since they've been patching it and do all that other stuff uh Let's see. Let's see or let's hear. Let's hear. I love to hear. What do you got for me? What I've got for you is somebody on the line. Now, Hello. this is someone who uh, <clears throat> wrote in because we, we – I remember a couple weeks ago we're talking about Dead or Alive and kind of how neither of us really knows much about the scene. But mm-hmm. we've got a certified Dead or Alive expert on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. We can hear. I can hear his feedback. I hear a hiss. Yeah, maybe he stepped away to get I a hear the hiss. A pop. Okay, let's go back to the chat and I'll uh, I'll coordinate. Okay. All right. Uh, Doritus says, "How did the news not cover the biggest news of the week? Where is John Vignaki going after Gearbox?" I mean, I feel like if you look at his Instagram, it pretty much. Says it. That's. I mean, in not so many words here, but it seems I. I have not. Uh, I have not spoken to John. Uh, congratulations for 
getting out of um let's see here i'll see if i can find his instagram account here there is that yeah okay that's it yeah i mean he's he's on a big drive taking pictures of him wearing a mario shirt you know (laughs) he's taking a 30 hour drive out of uh you know like this is also did he delete (laughs) you want to hint this is where he's going it's a it's a bunch of pictures of him wearing uh a Mario t-shirt. And also he seems to have deleted everything else on his Instagram. <laughs> so <sighs> that paints a pretty clear picture to me uh, on that one uh, as to where he's headed. So congratulations uh, for that. Uh, hmm. Yoda Jones asks, what was your biggest surprise at E3 of all time? That was the time that I got lured into this Sega announcement press conference, and then it was them saying, we're publishing The Matrix Online. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> hello, right. caller. You're here, live. Hello. Don't let anybody ever tell you Dead or Alive players are smart. Great. I pushed the talk on, and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, no. Okay, good to know. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, I'm Chris from Tampa, Florida. All right, Chris, talk to me about Dead or Alive. What's what's uh, what's on your mind? So, uh, first off, I want to talk about DOA 4, because I just saw the game tapes from the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys didn't really play m- much of it or any of it when it launched, but that game was super cool when it launched in the 360. Uh, it had this lobby system for the multiplayer that were just like super chill hangout areas. And I met a lot of cool people doing that. Was Uh, it anything like the Arxis kind of lobby setup where you're kind of walking around or is it? That's actually, it's almost exactly like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Your, your fighter point money, like you could go buy new lobbies. You could buy new characters to like, like avatars to go chill in. Like my, my dude I ran around with was a camo crab uh, and you can make him dance and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it was really cool. Yeah. And like it was really surprising when I tried Dragon Ball Fighters, and I loaded it up, and there was that lobby system there too. Right. And I was like, "All right, this game is top ten for the year for me." <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean I played every like I imported DOA to hardcore whatever the the like when when stuff was only come out in Japan a little bit like DOA for the Saturn. Like I I was uh, yeah I I'm I'm not like a DOA expert, but I definitely played all those games as they were coming out. Uh, but didn't necessarily retain all that much of it. I just remember like DOA two seems like it kind of solidified the basics of the formula. Uh, whereas DOA one always struck me as like a little more of like Virtua Fighter, but on greats that pop you in the air. Uh, depending on who you ask, DOA two Ultimate is either the best DOA game or the worst one. That sounds about like, right. <laughs> uh, it. Uh, that one has a lot of depth behind the scenes that people like. If you're just kind of mashing buttons, you'll never see it. Right. Uh, like there's slip stuns from rain. Uh, ice stages, you know, will cause you to slip. So combos work on certain stages only. Oh, uh, wow. You get guaranteed off of wall hits and the way wall resets work. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that you look at and you go, you look at DOA and go, wow, this is crazy depth. And you look at Tekken and you go, this is it. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. Uh, well, what do you think about where DOA is today? Uh, you know, it, it, it's from I think from our perspective, that game kind of came and went. It came out, and people were like, "Oh, okay, they made another one. This seems competent. I like the way it looks." And uh, I keep telling myself, maybe I'll look at one of these story modes someday. But then it just kind of gets relegated into the like you know DLC swimsuit wedding jokes. Um, so, but yeah, how do you feel about it? DOA six is on one hand like it's it's it is probably the best three D fighter on the market. Like the way its systems are set up are all smart. Like it plays great and it's fun to play, but it's a technical nightmare. Mm. And like from, I, I get them. The game's only been out for like what two months. It came out in what March? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I can't look at leaderboards on my Xbox One X. It hard crashes my game. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up. Like if I go to look at the leaderboards, I'm ranked like number twenty in the world leaderboard, uh, and I can't look at who's above me because. Because the breaks. game just crashes. Cool. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff like that. Like, it's stuff that DOA 5 never had, like, where you can get out of bounds. Like, you can knock someone out of bounds. They can't get back in. Oh, wow. So you can win a match through timeout by doing uh. that. 
that's, uh, that's filthy. So, and then on top of that, like there's other people talking about the, like the costume DLC, which I really don't care about that stuff. Yeah. Like it's whatever. Uh, but like when you look at it, like you can always tell people are talking about the costume stuff. Like that's very superficial looking at it. Right. Like it's people who don't play the game. Cause if you looked at DOA, like at any moment you say, Oh yeah, if my controller turns off during a match, I get kicked back to the main menu. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Like, no, that really happens. Like, and that like, never happens at yeah. like fighting game events. There's never any like controller confusion no, or like people not. forget to turn yeah. off their wireless controller. And like, it's, it's a really, there's a lot of technical problems with it. Like it, it, it's only two months out and I already think it like, it needs like a 2.0 overhaul. Like, right. Do you have any idea if, if is it is it like that on PS4 and PC also or is it pretty much well yeah or is it pretty much just the Xbox One so version? Do I you have know? A, I have the Xbox and PC version. Okay, uh, I did not triple dip on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the PS4 version actually has eight puts of input delay on it that none of the other versions mm. do. Okay, so it makes that version awful to play. Yeah, and for some reason it's the tournament standard. It's because they already brought all those PS4s to the tournament. They're not going to also bring a bunch of Xboxes, uh, especially when nothing else is going to be probably played on an Xbox, right? I mean, there's just like, it's the the sad That's, reality I'm, of it. Yeah. So it's a lot of uh, trying to get used to two things. So you get people who play on PC or Xbox show up and, you know, it'll take them like an hour to get used to the delay. Because like it's actually, I guess it's one thing, good things about Tekken is it had that delay built into it right. across the board. So, like, you did something, it always worked. You mm-hmm. always got used to that time in, and you didn't have to worry about any kind of delays. Yeah, yeah, I imagine just, like, showing up and being like, okay, now I need to, like, adapt to this. Like, yeah, that that sucks. That sucks. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel like it's been received uh, at, at tournaments, though? I mean, once, once you kind of get past some of that technical stuff, does it seem like that there's a solid scene for it? Does it seem more or less than some of the previous games, it always feels like those games don't really get much respect. Oh, they get like no respect. Yeah. Like below <laughs> they, they anime cost- fighter levels of respect, which is crazy to me. Cause I, I, I legitimately think DOA is a good fighting game, which mm. I do know things happen behind the scenes with team ninja. Sure. Uh, I am not Liberty to say some of the stuff, but I, mm, there are things that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the scene is always like it's slowly growing. Like every tournament's bigger than the last one, and like it's always one of those games where everybody says something like, "Like, oh man, this is the titty game," and then they get done playing it and they go, "Holy shit, this game's cool!" Yeah, and, like that's how it always works. Yeah. And then like a month later, like, "Oh yeah, I've been playing DOA like every day," and <laughs> it's just that that's how it works. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's slow growth. Yeah, it's always been a weird franchise, and and I think you know when. When Itagaki was there, I think it just his attitude. I don't. I think didn't really do it any favors because of the way he would. I, I think like him kind of constantly shit talking other games and and just his general attitude about game development and 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 the interviews and stuff that he did. It was just like, man, I. <laughs> this whole thing just seems gross. Uh, like separate from the from the you know the sexy aspect of it, it just like the whole thing just just had a a weird vibe around it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. For me, it was always like it was cool that it had virtual fighter characters in it last time out. You know, I was like, oh man, I I'm worried that I'm never going to see a game with any of those characters in it ever again. Uh, I'm I'm with you though now. <laughs> yeah, I miss virtual fighter totally. Um, yeah, that that's to me that's the the truly depressing part is seeing that and go like, Oh man. And, and uh, I, I, should, I should have played more of that game than I did. Cause I feel like that way about the last three DOA games is for, for me, I always come to go, Oh, this is really fun. I should maybe play more of this. And then something else comes out and I just kind of move on and, and forget all about it. And then I check back in on it like nine months later and suddenly there's like $8,000 worth of costumes. And you're like, Holy shit. What the fuck's been happening over here? Um, so it's just that ridiculous. Thing is actually like, it's a, it's a big misnomer, I feel, because the way right. DOA 5's DLC was done is that you could buy everything individually. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, no no one went out and actually bought that, but especially on Steam where it's like right now you can buy the season pack or the individual costumes. Like the total cost of DLC is something no human would ever actually buy because you'd be double buying costumes and all that other stuff. Like, yeah, there's no 
Uh, no sane person's actually going out there and buying 100% of that DLC for sure. Uh, but, you know, it's a it's a number, right? You can look at it and, and go like, holy shit, there's a ton of stuff. Um, and in this day and age, that doesn't always look good. Uh, but yeah, I think, but on the other hand, yeah. like it's also five years worth of DLC. Right, totally. Yeah, uh, you know, that's them supporting that game and finding ways to monetize it for a lot of years. I'm sure if you looked through all the stuff that Warframe or something like that has sold over the years. But then again, man, War, I was going to say Warframe's free to play, but I guess DOA is also free to play at this point too. So it is. Uh, so it's got that going for it. I'm surprised that we don't see more fighting games do uh, free to play stuff even out of the gate. Like yeah. Even DOA's. Even the way DOA handles free-to-play doesn't seem like uh, a natural fit. I think that stuff could be done better if you were just building for it uh, from day one. But I think the story mode is not good enough that they should be charging for it. Like That should just yeah. be included in the free-to-play version. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would help people be like, oh, yeah, you just play whatever you want. Like You get four free characters, you get the story mode, you get online, just go to town. Right. If you want to buy, put in some money, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get yourself a wedding outfit. Get yourself a few new characters. Like, why not? Yeah. All right, Chris. Thanks for your call. All right, man. Have, Have a good, good night. One. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I I, I like Dead or Alive. It's I've just never. Uh, it it always felt like oh, there's there's a lot. Well, I guess. It's always been a game where eventually the only people playing it online are so rough at it that they're tearing you up in ways you didn't know possible. And you're like, okay, there's clearly some depth to this that I don't get because I'm getting the shit beat out of me. Right. Uh, in, in ways I cannot even comprehend. So, yeah. Uh, Dr. What asks, was Warframe good? Is it still good? I fired it up for five or ten hours recently and it seemed like there was no challenge. I don't know anymore if warframe is like people seem to like it people really like but also i think people got invested in it and they're like well i play it i have a clan i play with my friends this is the thing we do i know people have gotten into it in the last few months who really like it yeah i think it is still hooking people and and all that i think there's something about the control that still feels a little flimsy and and flitty to me like it's there's not enough weight to the movement and i get it you're supposed to be these like ninjas going around doing all this crazy shit but it just doesn't the physics of it don't feel grounded in anything it just feels like animations playing out and like oh now i'm wall running but it just felt like the the model bent over and did it for a while for no good reason blah 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 um and also like it's still like i they've overhauled a lot of it that i think it's it's better at pointing you at what the next thing to do is but that every time i log into it now that i've i played 40-ish hours of it or something a while ago like it's still that situation of like all right i turned this on and uh, I have no idea what I'm doing or why I've lost track of this entire universe. I don't even know what the options at my disposal are. I'm looking at all these mod cards and weapons and all this other stuff and I can just hit auto and it'll do something and hopefully that's good enough because I don't even know enough to know what the fuck any of this does anymore. Um, and I, I feel like Warframe has done that more just because of the way it's built, the way its mod system is built, it's a lot easier to lose track of what any of that shit means. Whereas like something like the division or, you know, some of these other games that are, you know, more like, uh, it's not just, here's a bunch of mod cards with names on them. It's like, okay, here's a skill tree. There's a progression to it. It right. makes a little more, you know, you, you can, you can make sense out of it over again, uh, a little bit faster than I can with it, that I can anyway with Warframe. Um, but you know, uh, how you doing over there? You got any, uh, hot VMs? You got any hot VNs? Hi, this is Nathan from Tumwater, Washington. How long until the final Final Fantasy? That dude thought he was killing it with his question. <laughs> I bet no one's thought of this. Google Voice Translate didn't pick up the second final, so I thought his whole question was, Hi, this is Nathan from Tumwater, Washington. How long until the Final Fantasy? Which I thought was a much better question. Yeah. Because... Yeah. How long until the Final Fantasy is a good thing to think about? How long until the final Final Fantasy? 32 minutes until the Final Fantasy. Uh, I don't know. One more. <laughs> one more numbered one. They're going to get this 7 remake out and then wrap it up. 
They're going to do the 7 remake. They're going to do 16 with Yoko Taro. And it's going to be the worst game that's ever been part of the Final Fantasy it'll franchise. Put, it'll put Square out of business. Because it's, it's just going to be like Yoko Taro is going to try and make his game. And they're going to be like, no, it has to, be, it has to have this because Final Fantasy. And it's going to be the worst parts of Final Fantasy and the worst parts of Nier. It's just going to be this like chanting ethereal soundtrack and then like it's going to fade up and there's going to be text on the screen that says fuck these robots and then it's going to start flashing over and over again and And then you have to choose it's going to be there yeah you choose whether you do that or not and if you don't there's another 10 hours of exposition uh and if you do you fuck the robots and then you somehow prevent uh, the rest of the game from happening and then it deletes your save and the entire game and your entire hard drive oh uh, boy I, <laughs> can we hmm. probably not I don't know what do you what, do you want to give spoilers on something what do you see I, I can't tell if you want I, to talk spoilers on something it's half of that and then the other half of I think we already talked about this on the bomb cast okay Okay. Well, all right then. Sid's uh, watching my latest Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, Do you want a real? Uh, I want mail? a real grind. I want the grit. I want a real voicemail Ooh. I can taste. Oh. Okay. Jeff and Ben, I used to live in California, and when I lived there, my favorite pizza place was Papa Murphy's. Woo! It's taken bake. No. But hear me out. It's pretty much the best damn pizza in the whole fucking United States. Anyway, on the last podcast, everybody was talking about Will Smith. They were all talking about getting pizza delivery. And he said Roundtable. And I remember Roundtable being like the coolest place to go as a kid. But you know what? Pizza's not that good. And it's like 40 fucking dollars a pizza. Anyway. What's your guys' favorite pizza place? This person had a 707 area code, which means we may very well have been at the same fucking cool round table that had Hydro Thunder. Mm. And Are you talking about the one in Roner Park? Uh, by the Olivers out there. Oh, out like in Katati? Like it's in Santa Rosa. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know there was an Olivers in Santa Rosa. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, uh... I've never been to that one. Papa Murphy's rules, dude. I, dude, take and bake pizza? What the fuck? Yeah. No. It's hotter and fresher than you would get delivery. I, I If I wanted to cook pizza, I would just make a pizza from nothing, man. No, you man. wouldn't. Or I would buy a pizza crust and dump shit on it. Yeah, but you might get the ratios all wrong. They get the ratios just right. When I get the ratios wrong, I get them better than right. Is that what getting ratioed on Twitter is? It's like, oh, I made a pizza, but I didn't put enough sauce. Yeah, ex- it's exactly what it is. It's like, whoops, this it's the, that's where that whole fucking left beef fucking no cheese shit came from, is Twitter. Getting ratioed. That's what that all means. Because when I fucking make a pizza, I put too many toppings on it. Yeah, and any- you ruined the structural integrity of the, of the za. It's a, it's a mess of garbage. That is for me to eat, and I eat it. It's my own mess. I don't. I'm never gonna understand this. I'll never take and bake a pizza mess because, like, listen, it's hotter, it's fresher. You can under or over overcook it to your preference. I might fuck it up because you literally have to push a timer and pull it out after twelve to fourteen. Here's minutes. the thing, though: my oven fucking sucks. It takes a billion years to preheat. Which doesn't feel good at all. Just like, oh, I'm going to turn this oven on and then walk away for like 20 minutes. Uh, so on top of, so then it, it, on top of that, takes longer than a delivery pizza no. might take. Because I have to preheat the oven and cook the pizza. Well, let's preheat the oven before you leave your house. Now you're asking for a level of intelligence and forethought that I am not here for. Uh, because if I were to get a take and bake pizza, it's because like, oh, well, we're here. I'm, yeah, let's get one, I guess. Like premeditated take and bake pizza? Absolutely not. It also tastes better than any of the delivery places out here. I, I think you've been living in in and around San Francisco too long because San Francisco is a wasteland. Well, I'm saying like compared to, to the chains. Like a Domino's, a Round Table, a Papa Murphy's. 
Uh, Mountain Mike's is better. Mountain Mike's is, yeah. But Mountain Mike's, I think, falls under his roundtable uh, thing of, like, Mountain Mike's is super fucking expensive. It is. You're paying for a real premium. I had roundtable over the weekend, um, and I regretted it. Roundtable's okay. It's okay. It's just too much for what you're getting. I like Domino's. Domino's is the specific type of, like, if, I, if I'm, like, I don't eat pizza so much anymore. So if I'm saying, like, man, I want a pizza, it's almost always going to be a Domino's pizza right now. I just I like the way they do a pizza. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the best or it's the best ingredients or best this, best that. It's fucked up and it's exactly the thing I want. The same way people who were just like, oh, McDonald's, those hamburgers, those, you need a real hamburger. It's like, no, the fuck I don't. Maybe sometimes I do, but not right fucking now. I got fucking room service fucking pizza from a fancy ass fucking hotel cost fucking twice as much as a fucking Mountain Mike's pizza would have. So it's like double expensive. I really like the Domino's thin crust. Yeah. 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 You know, you know what this room service pizza tasted like? What's that? Shit. Better or worse than like a Red Baron? Uh, worse. Wow. But like, you know, fancier. Yes. Oh, yeah. But or like expensive. not the crust I'm looking for. Not the toppings. I'm like, oh, we're going to put a prosciutto on it. Yeah, fuck. <sighs> <sighs> Fucked it all up. That Domino's thin crust, though. Yeah, that's that's you could you could do. Yeah, I, I could go for I could eat one, a whole one of those right now. Oh, yeah. It's easy to like fold up onto itself yep and eat like a big sandwich they will deliver you pasta in a bread bowl and will not judge you in front of your face so you know think about that sometimes i will do a little caesars but that's another one of those cases so that that's my take and bake thing of like yeah i could get a take and bake or i could go to little caesars walk in and say give me one and they'll give you a piece of shit and you'll eat it up and say "Ooh, this is good pizza it's not it's bad pizza it's hot it's ready nowhere in the name to say it's good hot ready it's like five fucking dollars it doesn't matter if it's bad it's five fucking dollars and it's they not sell- worth the calories that I'm putting into my body. Papa Murphy strikes the balance. I'm on Papa Murphy's if, website if, if right now. If you're trying to like justify calorically a pizza. They've got a stuffed two-layer pie. I would definitely fuck up cooking that. I'd be like, oh, layer two is still dough somehow. <laughs> it's not hard to cook something in the oven. You just get the timing. My, oven, all- my oven is questionable. Sounds like you need a new oven. Yeah, I probably do need a new oven. Also, Little Caesars will sell you something called Italian cheese bread, which is like a side, but really it's just like a cheese pizza, but it's a square or rectangle. But here's the thing. When they take pizzas out of their little hot and ready container, they will shout like, I'm taking pepperoni. So the people in the back know they need to make more. Mm-hmm. And when you get and the Italian cheese bread, they will often say, I see be out. And then I just think about the insane clown bossy. I think of ICMBs. ICBMs. 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 Because uh, I'm on an ICBM on diet. Yeah. ICBMs, I eat them. Yep. Okay. Got another voicemail? Sure. How about from the same guy about a similar topic? Great. Hit me. Hey, Jeff and Ben, you guys are talking about fast food on the after show yesterday last week. And it got me thinking about Jack in the Box. They do have a great prize. I was also thinking how much I've felt a void in my life since they got rid of the Chipotle chicken ciabatta sandwich. Do you guys have a sandwich or food item from fast food restaurants that is no longer available that you crave? like it's a missing part of you all right thanks guys Peace. there was a different uh burrito with fritos fritos in it yeah that taco bell used to do they do one now on their like value menu but it's not the it's same not the thing same. was it the one with the red ones yeah yeah uh i, I immediately thought taco bell too there's so many also it, yeah, i think it's back right now i think it might have just come back the, but there's the the burger king uh no the the yeah. the like chicken parmesan thing oh, that really? Burger King does. I think those are back right now. Okay. 
Uh, I remember I lost my only reason of going to Burger King once the chicken fries were gone. Mm. Uh, and then they were gone for years and they recently brought them back. But that was like, I mean, that was literally the only reason to go to a Burger King, in my, my opinion. Chicken fries are a scam. They're, taste, they're t- a tasty scam. I, just, I don't even think they taste that good. Mm. They're hollow. There's like no, there's barely any chicken in there. Yeah. <sighs> I like bread. I like bread also. Bread but is I don't, my favorite food. <laughs> I don't think that their chicken tender breading is good enough to be worth it. Mm. I like just liked it because it was salty and they had a little spot for a dipping cup in the box. That's just smart. Like with the French toast sticks, they do that too. Yeah. A little, spot the, a little spot for the whatever it is you, you put on there. I catch myself wanting a shamrock shake every once in a while. I don't think I've had a shamrock shake in at least a decade, probably closer to two. They actually do put mint in them now. It used to just be like food coloring and people were like, wow, this has mint in it. And What? They, yeah. they didn't, they were just regular milkshakes? They milk were just shakes? regular vanilla shakes with green food coloring. Wow. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, these mint shakes are real good. And they're like, oh uh, yeah, mint shakes. And they just start pouring like mint into a vat. Huh. It's fucking bizarre. What does Ben think of Cheeto chicken fries? They're good. They're the only like, uh, Cheeto or like, you know, the recent food trend of like, we're putting Cheetos in this or we're putting Doritos. In. I, I Mashups liked, are very hot. I liked the Dorito Loco Taco, which was in my... I think the first or like one of the first big yeah. ones yeah, out yeah. there. And then none of the other ones that have come since have mm-hmm. been good. Did you ever have the Seven Eleven fucking stuffed Dorito yeah. thing? Yeah. That was, holy shit. That was one of the f- worst things I've ever eaten. Yeah. They were, they were fucking rough, man. They were like, they would immediately get cold and congeal on the middle. The outside was like, you want to talk about breading that's not up to snuff. Mm-hmm. That shit was like maybe the pinnacle of it. I think these 7-Eleven mini tacos are pretty good because they're just taquitos, but like in smaller portions, so they get crispier, easier. You know, to, like a taquito will have like a limp middle. Yeah. And then crispy ends. Yeah. This is just, it's it'll, it'll more likely to be crispy all the way through because it's just a smaller unit. So you got to get more of them as a result, but but it works out. Um. Uh, Brinty uh, writes in to say, we recently got pizzas at work. It's pizza toppings on top of a base made from pork. Have we gone too far as a society? It's like, yeah, this whole thing. I've, I've definitely seen uh, chicken crust pizzas before. Yeah, I ordered. I had one of those. 80 of those. Uh, where the, the crust was just made. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was your, your keto pizza nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was that stuff. I had one of those and was not super impressed. I, no. I know they make like cauliflower crust pizzas. I've had doing one like good cauliflower crust pizza once. And I don't, I don't especially like cauliflower. So that kind of puts me off of it. But yeah, a pork based. I, I, yeah, the, even the chicken one is just like, I don't need this. Yeah, like I, I understand. But I'm not trying to avoid bread. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I, if I, if that was the, my specific situation, then, you know, you do what you do. Uh, like that's so much more c- cholesterol. I guess, I guess I that's immediately sounds like it'd be more unhealthy to me. But I keep thinking about like how the double down was actually in some ways healthier than a normal KFC sandwich because the carb, the amount of carbs in a KFC bun is like insanely high. Right. Food's weird, man. It's dark science, and it's, there seems like there's always some slight disagreement about what people should actually be eating. In terms of like, oh, actually, fat is fine. It's carbs. Oh, no, wait, no. I mean, we... I, I, like, oh, the keto diet is going to kill you. Like, oh, sugar. no, it's actually the like, best. I think like, we can know. all agree. I think everyone's starting to finally rise up that, like, sugar it sucks. Yeah, sugar and then, like, starches and anything that just kind of, like, hits the body as sugar, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Did you know... We're getting there. I learned this over the weekend that the phrase, the most important meal of the day was started by the pork lobby to sell bacon. Oh, wow. And to this day, like everyone still says it and has no idea why. Just kind of assume it's a sciencey thing, you know? Yeah. Any science. It's yeah. marketing. Yeah. Also, not wrong. I feel I feel better when I have a solid breakfast in the morning. Oh yeah. As opposed to like eating a protein bar at a gas station or something like that. Yep. I didn't 
I was going to wake up early and cook for myself this morning. I didn't. I ate McDonald's. I feel like shit. No, I ate Lee's, so I even feel more like shit. Oh, wow. There was a lady screaming outside of the McDonald's, so I went to Lee's instead. What, is, what does Lee's do at breakfast time? Uh, you get like a, like a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, and then like, okay. a, like a little bit of bacon from the bar. Okay, yeah. That, that sounds like an all right. It's fine. Yeah, sounds all right. It's, it's Lee's quality. Okay. <laughs> That's why I go to Lee's, for that Lee's quality. Um, do you have any more voicemails down there? I sure do. Let's see. What do we got here in the can? Uh, all right. How about this one? Hey, 3 a.m. boys. It's Nathan from Texas. It's not 3 a.m. It's 6 p.m., but that's okay because you guys Is are it? awesome anyway. I was just thinking we'll about the, the time that. that I did community college for a year and a half, and during that time, I'd go to lunch, and at CC's, they had a Miss Pac-Man machine, and I played the shit out of it. And it really turned into uh, a ritual between me and my best friend, and we just played the hell out of Miss Pac-Man for a year and a half. Did you guys ever have a binge with an arcade game or a game where it was just like, well, this is my life right now, I suppose. Okay, bye. Hmm. I think uh, the one that comes to mind immediately for me is uh, when I was going to SF State, they had a little arcade uh, down in like the student building, and they had Street Fighter 4. And this was like right a little bit after I started really getting into fighting games. And so I would go down there and play SF4 with the people down there. But um, it was like a, a 50-50 crowd of people who were like NorCal caliber fighting game play, like tournament caliber fighting yeah. game players. And occasionally even like people like Filipino Champ or Ricky Ortiz would come by and right. play. Um, and then college kids who wanted to – you know? had, had an oh, hour to kill. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the video games. Let's, like there was a pizza place down there. You grab a slice. You play some some Street Fighter. And so you never really knew. When I was starting out, you never really knew who was like really good or who was just a guy. Yeah. Uh, and I was like somewhere in the middle. Like I, I, I wasn't you know going to tournaments regularly or anything, but I'd play online a lot. And I was like okay at the game. Um, and one day I, I rolled up on them and I, they were all, there's a big line, big crowd of people. And the two guys on, at the same time were playing M. Bison. And just, the next guy comes up, picks M. Bison, next guy comes up. I asked them what the deal was and they're like, oh, he, he launched into the Street Fighter mo- t- movie monologue for like the, for you it was Tuesday or for me it was Tuesday thing. And he's like, you remember that? We do that. Tuesdays for Bison. And on Tuesdays, it was like all the like serious players would just, the rule was you had to play M. Bison. Everyone was just playing M. Bison against each other. All right. And I started doing that for a couple of weeks. It was really fun. I was like, I couldn't play M. Bison, but everyone was so into it and so into the idea of how stupid it was. That's pretty stupid. I like it. That I, I got really accustomed to that. And that was a fun kind of way to waste a Tuesday. I was like eventually scheduling my Tuesdays around it. <laughs> That does sound pretty good for me. I, it's probably like uh, I don't know. There's a pizza place that had uh, Mortal Kombat that uh, was probably partially responsible for me like not wanting to go to my high school classes after lunch. <laughs> uh, I was like, ah, fifth and sixth period can uh, eat a dick. I'm stay here and try to do fatalities. Um, and that became a, a very that was a, a dark ritual. Eventually, when they were like, hey, you are failing Spanish. Mm. Like it's fine. <laughs> It's okay. Well, check out, check this out. I can get a six-hit combo. Yeah. Check this out, though. I know how to do a Babality and then do Baraka's blade thing and crash the machine, <laughs> uh, which is a language that will serve me very well. Um, and then we, we got an NFL Blitz machine in the office uh, when that was coming out in like '98, '97, somewhere around there, and. Um, the ritual became like, okay, like the few of us that were into it, we played it non-fucking-stop. So it was like every night around five or so, sometimes middle of the day too, but you know, eventually we, we kind of got a little more disciplined. We're like, okay, let's only play this at the end of the day so that it's not destroying our lives. Uh, and we would play you know, 10 to 20 games of it between the three or four of us that were, that were into it. And uh, yeah, that's probably the, the most ritualistic like 
arcade thing I think I've I've probably done is is probably that stuff. Uh Yeah. Um You got any other things down there? I'm trying to Google Voices Google Voices on fire. Okay. Responding right. anymore. MT says, "Don't you miss Street Fighter 4? I sure do. Street Fighter 5 just hasn't ever hit the spot for me." Yeah, uh, people started playing it here at the office recently. <laughs> they they kind of set it up and like bring it back four, bounce back between four and five, and so it was fun to get. To, it was the first time I played four in a really long time. It's fun. It's it's weird, man. I think the systems and the meters and all the stuff in five are more my speed than like the focus attack stuff in four and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah man, I I miss four a lot. There was a a Street Fighter four reference uh, in pay per view wrestling over the weekend. Uh, this guy Michael Nakazawa does. Uh, he will he will dump a bunch of body oil, like oil on himself. Oh yeah, and so he. Like I think the announcer even said he was on like did his fucking Hakan shit, but like he basically like was trapped in a hole, squeezed a bunch of oil over himself, and then <laughs> slithered out of the hole. And was like, ah, this is fucking great. Um, I, me and my friend watched a documentary about like the real ass Turkish oil wrestling thing that that's based on. Yeah, and it's it's like a battle royale. This, at least the, the event they were we were watching, it was like just like a hundred. 12 to 21 year old teens and kids in turkey oiled oiled up up. and they had like i forget what the like submission like what counted like if you were like if your like chin hit the ground or something that was when you were considered done knocked out or something it's crazy like even knowing that that was a real thing (laughs) yeah that's uh that's that's pretty wild um Let's see. <laughs> Fade to Funk says, do you think the cross-play is going to be a bigger selling point on the next-gen consoles? I don't think cross-play is a selling point, per se. It's, if anything, it's uh, the the knowledge that you can play with anybody. Uh, maybe it's maybe it becomes a selling point for individual games, but I, I, you, don't, you don't buy a console because it's, it's the cross-play console because both consoles would have to be the cross-play console for that to mean anything. Um. So I I don't know, but in terms of like games, I don't know. Do you think that like how much of that do you care about? Like when you're getting into a game, it usually seems like it's the sort of thing that doesn't crop up until after a game is already popular and you're like good at it or care about it. That you're like, man, I wish I could play with my friends. But do you ever think about that? Like when a game is coming out, like oh, I, I hope I can play with everybody. Yeah, uh, especially if it's like um. I mean that was that was a big bummer for like Destiny when everyone moved over to PC or when I w- was thinking about getting the Division I got it I ended up getting the Division on PC because that's where all my friends were even though I wanted to play that game like on my couch on the PS4 or whatever um that's why I'm excited about our crossplay future Yeah hopefully it's uh hopefully it materializes it seems like you know well well yeah I mean it seems like it's dauntless and, and yeah, that sort of stuff we're so steps. We're, yeah we're, we're we're taking steps for sure um Last question here, I guess, unless you got a voicemail down there. Yoyoma Bones. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, Yoyoma Bones says, "What's the sleaziest way you ever bypassed copy protection in a game?" Uh, I don't think I ever have. Yeah, yeah. You you might not be of the age where that would have ever really been much of a thing. But uh, Neuromancer for the Commodore sixty four had a code wheel, and so you would uh, have to like it would tell you two things, and you have to set them up, and it would tell you the third thing that you would type back in. And so there was there's a finite number of positions on the wheel. So I just would turn it. Brute forced it. T- t- turn it, take a photocopy. Turn it again, take another photocopy. So I just had a stack of photocopies uh, that I could use to just flip through it and find the right one, the right position, and then, and then I would be able to enter the code. People that were a little more enterprising or willing to destroy their cousin's code wheel uh, – would take stuff like that apart and just photocopy the code wheel and then make a new one, you know, do the cutouts and put it all back together the right way and all that other stuff, uh, to, to make one. But, uh, I, I never, I never did that. That was a little too much paper craft for my, uh, tastes. That's probably the, that's, that's probably the, the one that I did. I don't know. We edited wheel of fortune for the Commodore 64 to put our names in the title screen. Whoa, dude. I know, man. Yeah. You could put like, Pat, say, jerk. You could. 
Yeah. You could. You could put Pat Sajerk. It's going to do it for us here. Thanks, everybody, for calling in, uh, for leaving your messages, for getting at us. And uh, we'll be back next week. I'm, I'm trying to, like, I got to look at a calendar now. We're officially close enough to E3 that I'm like, we'll be back next week, right? Uh, yeah, we'll be, yeah back. we'll be back. We'll be back next week uh, to uh, do this all over again. I think this week I'm going to play me some Void Bastards. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. See you then. Bye. Dropped in the world, left to your own devices. I could definitely stay alive with the right tips. Every night on one.